0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: Bad Medicine. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town.
2: 1999, a failed Australian tennis coach named Sergei Benhayon, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, was sitting on the toilet doing his thing when all of a sudden he heard a voice. Then another voice. Startled, he listened more closely, and according to an Australian news outlet, Benhayon said, quote, I just gave myself a time to sit and feel that moment and that I could feel something really, really beautiful. Almost immediately, Ben-Hayon became both a compelling and controversial figure, called a sexual predator, an abuser, and a, quote, charlatan who preys on cancer patients. With Ben-Hayon at its helm, the bona fide cult of universal medicine took shape, an organization that continues to prey on Europe and Australia's sick, weak, vulnerable, and underaged. Sergei Ben-Hayon was born in Montevideo, Uruguay, in 1964, to wealthy clothing manufacturers, but moved with his family to Australia when he was six. There isn't much in Ben-Hayon's childhood, really, but it is known that Ben-Hayon and his family settled in Sydney while Sergei excelled at sports and went to school. In the 1990s, Ben-Hayon got married, had four kids, and didn't live his pro-athletic dreams. No, instead he took a mid-level job teaching tennis in Australia, with future plans to buy a tennis center on the Sunshine Coast. But in 1999, Ben-Hayon had what Universal Medicine's website describes as, quote, a series of unfoldments that led to a reconnection or union of old. As a result, he initiated these impresses via the expression of esoteric healing, using the forum of his sessions to present the teachings that not long after became his vast collection and volume of service to many thousands. Deep breath. It is a big bullshit word salad, obviously. But don't worry, because other sources describe this epiphany a little more clearly. That Ben hayon had heard voices. In an interview with the Sydney Morning Herald, Ben Hayon reiterated his feelings during his obviously very resonant time. Quote, I thought the words came from my head, but they were coming from my heart. I fought them. I thought they were ridiculous. Even though they were beautiful, my head said, that's impossible. Who do you think you are? The impressions basically told him to start Universal Medicine, a tight-knit group that, quote, creates transformational tools for thousands of people worldwide. But no, I mean, obviously it's not that. It is a cult. Ben Hayon's belief system, stemming from that first toilet conversation, is structured around the ideas of esoteric healing, rooted in the occult teachings of the theosophist Alice Bailey. Bailey, for my research, didn't seem like a bad person to look up to. She was known as the mother of the New Age movement, even coining the term New Age, which is pretty important to the scope of this podcast and really now modern culture as a whole. She worked through the turn of the century thinking that kindness and strict discipline around character and lifestyle would lead to enlightenment. Ben-Hayon really liked those tenets, but he had some extra help kickstarting his own regurgitated and obtuse version of Bailey's beliefs. Not only was he connected to the universal energies of ancient wisdom, he also claimed to be the reincarnation of Leonardo da Vinci, Pythagoras, Imhotep, St. Peter, and even Alice Bailey herself. Sergei Ben-Hayon believed that disease and turmoil and strife is caused by the energetic disharmony resulting from bad choices in previous lifetimes, and humans have had a lot of opportunity for bad choices, as Unimed believes that everyone's lived 2,300 lifetimes. These lifetimes are created and play out using two energies, prana, evil energy, and fire, good energy. I know, it felt a little counterintuitive to me too. Most forms of established knowledge, discipline, music, and some foods contain prana, bad. And you have to work very, very hard for that fire energy to win out. Ben Hayon began teaching his group of Australian followers all of these ideas. And I'm going to talk you through some pretty controversial and upsetting themes in these ideas, so please bear with me. They kind of developed from the beginning of this system of universal medicine and got worse and worse as time goes on. First, Ben Hayon said that those who abuse their authority, like corrupt politicians, are reincarnated as children with disabilities like Down syndrome and autism as punishment. He also said that sexual abuse towards children and adults is a result from a past life of misbehavior, punishment for making prana-level choices. But even if you're very, very good in all of your thousand-some lives, you can mess up in your current life, too. Lots of illnesses are caused by the possession of the body by evil spirits, and Ben-Hayon even reportedly told a terminally ill patient that an evil spirit had entered her liver and kidneys, which is why she was going to die. He also tells couples that male orgasms during penetrative sex can give bad energy to women who participate in that sex. Prana is a predatory substance, and if it is sexual in nature, it could go as far as to invade someone's body and make them rape friends, family members, and other surrounding people. Ben-Hayon can control his own prana and fire with the help of his powers, and in a sermon in September 2017, Ben-Hayon said that he could, quote, orgasm as a hermaphrodite, with an orgasm like a woman, quote, and ejaculation like a man. Very confusing. And don't worry, he also says some pretty troubling statements about race, saying that each race chose their skin color, more specifically Asians, who chose their yellow skin to signify intellect. Of course, there are lots of things that would combat the prana, the bad energies, sexual or not. First and foremost, you might have already guessed this based on what I've said already, donating to universal medicine and buying universal medicine healing modalities and products, including teas, Herbal elixirs, creams, and laminated healing symbol postcards, of course, help clear your prana. Together with his daughter Simone, a swim instructor and head of the Universal Medicine branch in the UK, and whom Ben Hyon claims is the reincarnation of Winston Churchill, Universal Medicine began to grow and build. In the early aughts and into the 2010s, more than 15,000 people enrolled in Universal Medicine retreats in Australia, England, and Vietnam. Not to mention attendance at workshops, presentations, lectures, and private healing sessions, which totaled over 1.3 million U.S. dollars in 2013. That is, of course, according to Ben Hayon himself, so take it with a grain of salt. Ben Hayon's program with Universal Medicine also includes these foundational treatments to combat prana. These treatments have names like, quote, esoteric breast massage and ovarian readings, chakra puncture, and esoteric ovary massage— True followers who do all of this, Ben-Hyung claims, will reincarnate, quote, over and over again until each and every single human is united as one by their true light. And many people really connected with it, especially, it seems, medical professionals who were looking for something more than what they were taught, explanations beyond traditional Western medicine. To the dedicated Unimed subscriber, the organization's ideals, I think, again, just according to my research, I am taking kind of a leap in logic with some of this, felt like a, perhaps, mix of Western and Eastern. And at this point, the true cult-like features and problematic outlooks were couched in rhetoric that felt more spiritual, like a cozy wellness life hack more than, well, completely out of line. For example, here's another quote from the website that says, quote, There is a grander and far vaster version of who we truly are, a truther way of being that supersedes even the highest known forms of so-called well-being and or fitness, and even what we think is wise, intelligent, or intelligence itself. There is a stupendous, already known, bottomless well of knowledge and wisdom that is eternally there, awaiting to be called on, and should one choose it, and from there, be prepared to do what it takes to live its non-instructional impulse and its serving way." Okay, if you look past, again, another dense wall of near-meaningless words, it can be spun as something that seems maybe reflective or inspiring. Said an early follower, Dr. Anne Malat, an eye surgeon and daughter of doctors herself, quote, the core tenet of Sergey's teachings is energetic integrity and being willing to discern for yourself. And the greatest thing about him, and the reason why there are several doctors, nurses, and allied health practitioners working with him, is because he is very much in favor of Western medicine. But, like us, he understands that if Western medicine were the Holy Grail, we'd all be well, and we're not. Again, sounds kind of reasonable, kind of, until you understand what it takes to be, quote, saved. Along with buying into the ideology, which again is upsetting when you look deep down into what Ben-Hayon actually believes, followers of universal medicine are not allowed to consume alcohol, coffee, dairy, gluten, carrots, or potatoes – and are expected to be in bed by 9 p.m. every night and must wake up at 3 a.m. every morning. Women aren't allowed to play sports because it's believed that sports will thicken their vaginal walls and cause infertility, which put many of the members of Universal Medicine in the hospital, including a 10-month-old baby who is suffering from severe malnutrition. I want to emphasize that many dedicated members and leaders of Universal Medicine are medical professionals themselves. They have been trained in such, and they were looking... I I guess, for something else. Also, if you like music, too bad. Prana lives in rock, reggae, pop, funk, and rap music, and especially in the work of Johann Sebastian Bach. But Unimed followers can enjoy a specific type of music if they would like, music created by Miranda Ben-Hayon, the second wife of Ben-Hayon, or the official universal medicine musician Chris James, an ex-producer for artists like Paula Cole and Renee Fleming. I listened to some of these pieces of music. And believe me when I say that, it sounds like very jazzy, very unremarkable, very bad pop rock, Christian pop rock. And that's a flattering description, I would say. As the years went on, more and more people started speaking out about the severe and controlled climate of universal medicine, even though the organization, which had gained power, also had a stable of attorneys known to be extremely aggressive and litigious. Says a man whose marriage fell apart because of the cult, Quote, after my wife got involved with Sergey, the rot set in, foods changed, no dairy, no bread. She would go to bed with her iPod plugged in and listen last thing at night and first thing in the morning to Sergey's lectures. Then all of a sudden, I would find universal medicine symbols under my bed. For two and a half years, there was no lovemaking. If I touched her breast, I was groping. If I drank, she'd sleep in the other room. Even if I came back from the pub and hadn't drank any alcohol, she refused to sleep with me because I brought back, quote, pub energy. We used to have an extensive music collection. It just disappeared. We had books on philosophy, Socrates, Plato, the Bhagavad Gita. She said, you don't need them anymore. Another ex-Universal Medicine supporter complained that Ben Hayon, quote, controlled every aspect of our lives. On claims like these, the Unimed legal team swiftly curved defamatory accusations and online materials with aggressive action. Lawyers also cracked down on any articles suggesting that Unimed's a cult, and manipulating search outcomes to not seem culty to the general Googler. They even have a page on their website with the title, quote, Why it is quite clear that Unimed is not a cult, with over 15 not-so-compelling points supporting their argument. Ben Hione, of course, publicly claims that Unimed and its followers are tragic victims of a media smear campaign, and do the big culty thing of inundating any journalist or organization who posts less than complimentary stories about them, in addition, of course, to legal harassment. Apparently, UK-based director and Ben Hayon's daughter, Simone, coordinates and instructs followers to post favorable comments online at least five or more times a day. And if this isn't sounding a lot like Scientology quite yet, devotees created the company Real Media, Real Change to create and promote their own media coverage and ideologies. The impact of universal medicine, especially in Australia, is profound. Cult Counseling Australia director Rafael Aron said that his organization has a full-time employee who is solely dedicated to researching and working with universal medicine victims and said that Unimed seems to be, quote, exercising level of mind control to the point where people submit to whatever this fellow seems to be offering to their detriment. What he's doing is potentially or actually more on the life-threatening and life-taking practice of universal medicine
0: after the break. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello. How are you doing?
0: Ooh. I'm doing good.
1: Yeah? Good. You're good. Uh, Okay. Good enough. Mm, We'll take it. Good enough. Good enough. We'll take it. hope everyone else is doing well. Mm I want to thank everybody for listening, supporting, spreading the good word of gt mm-hmm. thank you very much and we would be absolutely nowhere Mm-mm. without Mm-mm. our government mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can listen to whatever music you want but you have to be under the thumb of our totalitarian <laughs> government mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our mayors this person likes all kinds of music it's nice likes all kinds of music yeah, open-minded rock funk funk rock Oh. Jazzy funk rock. <laughs> progressive, funky, jazzy <laughs> funk rock. <laughs> all kinds of music. So cool. Ashley Matson. Hello. This person, all kinds of TV shows. <laughs> Rom com, dark com, <calm, laughs> drama, <laughs> dramedy, comma dramedy. <laughs> wow. Horror <horror-romedy>, Wow. Documentariomedy.
2: <laughs> cool, cool, cool.
1: Cat Joselle, hello. This person reads all kinds of books: hmm. self-help, no help, fictional, non-fiction, <laughs> biopic, doc doc docu book, wow. book to tape, Whoa. book to tape, wow. audiobook. audio book, so many options, video book, books with no words. Uh, what? <laughs> how about what? How about wh- how about a diary that just has blank pages for you to fill in? Whoa! All of them any of them (laughs) charlie gilbert hello and the musician author producer writer creator the one who makes all these genres happen Mm
0: -hmm. all at once
1: source the source Mm -hmm. of all information which sounds dangerous but in the right hands the right hands incredible don't ever question it (laughs) our governor avian Avian noble noble. so if you want no ads no chit chat bonus episodes just the good stuff you want to listen to all these episodes but you don't want to hear this part or any ads head on over seven day free trial Mm -hmm. you can take it utilize it for seven days and then bail we don't care that's great that's great as long as somebody's using it Mm -hmm. head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod if you've left a review thank you if you Mm -hmm. haven't leave Mm -hmm. a review on any platform please and if you want us to read it, it would help. Just let us know. Be like, hey, I put it here. Yeah. would be happy to read it. It's easier to search for it. Any comments. I'll take them. An instant obsession. Five stars. Yay. It took me a while to get into podcast. Grouchy, elder millennial, maybe. Who knows? Ghost Town Pod is only the third podcast I've ever listened to. That makes oh sense. God. Because I haven't listened to any. <laughs> if you've only seen three men... I might be the hottest guy ever. <laughs> maybe. I mean, still, maybe just top three.
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. And I am
1: obsessed. I was hooked by the name as a connoisseur of all things spooky, but the variety of topics they cover is even more interesting than I could have imagined. I'm currently on episode 106. I'm listening via Sirius XM as a benefit of my subscription. I didn't know you can listen to this on Sirius.
2: I didn't know either. Also, do you work for Sirius XM and, Radio?
1: Well, if you're hearing the sound of our voices or if anyone knows... How you can listen to Ghost Town on Sirius. Yeah. Let us know. I Is have someone Sirius.
2: Profiting off of us that we should know about?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Are people to their detriment that yeah. listen to us? That too. Yeah. So okay, both are fair. happening. That's fair. And my husband makes fun of me saying I should just listen to the new episodes, but I feel like it's skipping chapters in a book. I can't do it. Oh. I love hearing the evolution of the podcast from the beginning till now. I can't wait to catch up. I love the banter between Rebecca and Jason. I also have no idea how old Jason is because his jokes about his age. <laughs> he could be anywhere from, hold on, 45 to 115. <laughs> why are you starting at 45? Why is that? He could be as young. He could, the youngest he could be is 45. <laughs> why start? And why go to 115?
2: Uh-oh. Oh. That's not good.
1: That's not good. It's the worst. This
2: is arguably one of the best reviews until we got to this point for Jason. For me, I'm having a blast.
1: You don't want to know where your age starts and ends. Well. It says dead and beyond for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds sexy, though. Yeah, that's not bad. It's kind of like sexy and thin.
1: I've recently become a ghost town alderman via Patreon. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Do we owe you a, like a pin? pin and stuff in the mail yeah if we haven't yet i think we're almost caught there might be one more okay It might be so I there's one send more some pins but uh, yeah uh easy yes we will get that to you very very mm-hmm. sorry keep doing what you're doing and don't change a thing rebecca's tendency to swear like a sailor and say i'm from the midwest cracks me up every time jason's creative way of dropping ghost town pod on patreon impresses me every time <laughs> what do you mean patreon.com slash ghost town pod is that what you're talking about
2: oh i wouldn't I feel- know I wouldn't know, <laughs> I feel bad though because she's at she's at like one hundred, yeah. so I think we're still in this like banter mode, oh know? yeah we're still yeah. in we're still in kind of like fat banter mode, but nah. hey, listen, you know me, I'll talk about anything at any given time. Jason's like ramping up, so
1: please come to New Jersey and investigate cover White Hill Mansion, Fieldsboro, rich history and supposedly very haunted. We also have some strange and creepy, unsolved mysteries, like the disappearance of William Ebenezer Jones the third in nineteen sixty two from the name I would say that would be your. Territory yeah. from the date.
2: <laughs> I know, I at know. All me, absolutely. Baby, very as tricky. soon as I hear
1: Ebenezer, I'm like, "Hello, who's named William Ebenezer Jones III in 19, the Third in 19? I love it. I can't wait to find out. Let's dig in. And the Sigrid Stevenson story 1977, and the Camden sniper slash phantom sniper in 1927, 1928. Camden is notoriously a rough city. I will be in New mm-hmm. Jersey in a few weeks. Um, oh. I probably I will actually at least be driving through Camden because oh. staying in Philadelphia, New Jersey, mm-hmm. New York. Um, so definitely, we'll look into those. That is from Kimi 10984 Thank that you. So
2: nice. Thank you so
1: much. Yeah, except for the H part, I should, I should probably just take that out, but I won't because you know what? <laughs> I don't believe in censorship. No, you're a real journalist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> sure. <true. laughs> exactly. No,
2: that that really, oh, that like made my shitty day. Okay. Have we okay.
1: indoctrinated you enough? Well, if not, perhaps no, we can go to Australia to and get a little more of it.
2: Okay. Deep breath. Let's get back to some other very troubling parts of universal medicine that have been publicly talked about and that have been even taken to court. Now we're getting into really the backlash on some of this stuff, which again, should have been happening and probably was happening far earlier. But here we are, we're in the mid to late 2010s. And we're going to start with esoteric breast massage. Unimed has specifically had many esoteric breast massage programs built to cure or prevent cancer and other breast cancer care retreats. All of this, of course, is for a price. These things, they work around kind of this this Reiki healing type of work from my understanding. And it also deals with rekindling femininity. No there are not actually any proven or scientific treatments used in these programs. And I'm going to say it again. Sergey Benhayon is not a doctor. Of course, when all of the breast cancer workshops and treatments came out, researchers, people who actually were knowledgeable in the field of breast cancer research, oncologists and such, were outraged. And I think it goes without saying there's no medical evidence that massage could prevent breast cancer at all. A former esoteric breast cancer massage patient reported Universal Medicine staff told her that her treatment would prevent breast cancer by, quote, clearing all of men's negative energy out of her accumulated over her lifetime. She recalled her experience as, quote, the most horrible thing I've ever had in my entire life. According to changes recorded in the Web Archive after this practice underwent a lot of media scrutiny in 2012, most cancer curing claims were scrubbed from the Universal Medicine website. Then the public started seeing how these medical health practitioners were using their authority not only to say that they could cure cancer, but taking public funds for the benefit of Unimed. Universal Medicine received over $800,000 in Australian federal funds to provide six public lectures and, quote, counseling services to parents under a Commonwealth grant scheme through the YWCA. The organization took most of the money, and when it did do outreach, which was minimal, it was all universal medicine outreach and recruitment. The funds were investigated, and eventually the program broke ties with universal medicine altogether. This happened a couple times with government funds with different nonprofits, which really put universal medicine on the Australians governmental radar in 2018 and 2019 universal medicine had specific initiatives to work with children using counselors and programs to teach teens and kids and having to navigate what was an intense scrutiny around their involvement in festivals and workshops with children's education in London, Simone's UK headquarters was a particular hub for children's community activities, especially swimming classes and their large pool. Eventually, however, all ties to public entities were discontinued when religious studies graduate and cult expert Esther Rocket was sued by Ben-Hayon for defamation in the Supreme Court of New South Wales for blog posts she made between 2015 and 2018, characterizing Ben-Hayon as delusional, dishonest, a sexual predator, and the leader of a socially harmful cult. Rocket had described Ben Hayon as a, quote, sleazebag guru and accused him of performing a, quote, sleazy ovarian reading on her during a treatment session, inappropriately touching her and witnessing him being inappropriate with other women as well. When it eventually went to court, Ben Hayon claimed that these portrayals made him feel, quote, raped, saying, quote, the attempt to demolish my reputation, you feel raped, you feel you have been stripped. But later he stated that he takes the subject of rape very seriously. The seven-week trial, which began in September 2018, was a circus. Ben Hayon's wife, Miranda, who he had known since she was 13 years old, stood by him while Ben Hayon told Rocket's attorney that he could sense discarnate spirits in the courtroom who were nine feet tall, had no feet, and had a crevasse where the nose was meant to be on these spirits' faces. The four-person jury eventually found Rocket not guilty of defamation and that it was substantially true to say that Ben Hayon led a, quote, socially harmful cult, made, quote, bogus healing claims, intentionally indecently touched her and a number of his other clients, and, quote, reasonable grounds to believe that Ben Hayon intentionally sexually preyed upon her and other clients during treatment sessions. I wish I had more details, again, on how this went and more to talk about. You know, it can get graphic and upsetting, but it's a lot to take in. In addition, it was found substantially true, and I couldn't find more details on this either, that Ben Hayon quote, had an indecent interest in young girls as young as 10, whom he caused to stay at his house unaccompanied, and, quote, is guilty of inappropriate behavior with children, and, quote, is dishonest. Yes, yes, of course. The jury also reinforced more claims to be substantially true, including that Ben Hayon, quote, vilifies people with disabilities, exploits cancer patients by targeting them to leave him guests in their wills, dishonesty promotes fraudulent ideas of karma for self-gain, degenerates life and glorifies death, is a hypocrite because his esoteric healing has death as its goal, were also all found substantially true by the courts. It is brutal and kind of refreshing to me that the courts were able to do this. Furthermore, later findings asserted that Sergei Benhayon engaged in inappropriate conduct towards women, instructed students at universal medicine training workshops to touch the genitals of victims of sexual assault, quote, has engaged in bullying to stop Aster Rocket, exposing that he is guilty of inappropriate behavior with children and, quote, is not a fit person to hold a working with children certificate. Yeah, no shit. All this makes complete an utter sense to me. And again, I'm a little bit more biased in this episode because it is really infuriating to read all of this and to know that this is still a a practicing organization. And I also want to say that I have a lot of respect, I think, for my research with this case in the European legal process. It seemed very effective in this specific case. Of course, Sergei Benhayon denies it all, even rejecting a plea deal made earlier in the trial, but it didn't matter. Ben Hayon was forced to pay Rocket's legal costs, around $1.2 million, as the researcher was made bankrupt and homeless by legal actions initiated by Ben Hayon and his associates after her cult claims. In September 2019, Ben Hayon and seven other Unimed members published online retractions and apologies for articles written about Rocket. Of course, I found lots of cases of family members who were torn away by the cult of universal medicine, and some even went to trial. But I really want to emphasize that this organization, again, it still exists with over 30 subsidiary and affiliated companies and organizations in Australia and the UK that you wouldn't off the bat know was controlled by a cult, including the nonprofits All Rise Say No to Cyber Abuse, Sound Foundation Community Care, and Teachers Are Gold. And then there are companies, for-profit companies called Love Camp, The Girl to Woman Project, Total Health from Inside Out and Women in Livingness Magazine, and the College of Universal Medicine. Okay, the last one you probably guessed was part of this damaging and ever prevalent cult.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well.